Taste and Scene podcast. We're going to introduce our guests right away. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, some of the fun things that they do in this holiday season. So we have Justin and Jamie Lewis with us. So if you guys remember episode two, we had Connor Lewis, and that's their oldest son. Um, And so I am friends with a couple of their kiddos. And so um, we have a couple cool connections that way and um, through our churches being um, doing a couple of things together. But they are currently with Outpost Church, and that's an, a new church plant um, that they might talk about. I don't know. We'll see. Um, in Wyoming. And so we are happy that you guys are on. But before we get started, can we just talk about your guys' tradition of cutting down your own Christmas tree? Because I just think that is the I love that so much. I know that you guys do that every year. So I grew up with a, a fake Christmas tree, and Justin did too. And when we got married, it was just one of those things where we started cutting our own Christmas tree, and it's continued ever since. And there's been a few times that Outpost as a church has gone together. Uh, that's really fun to do. Um, but I, I just hope that through the years, our boys have enjoyed that tradition. Yeah, yeah. Want to carry that on with their families. Yeah, there's yeah. like 50 trees in all of Wyoming, and we've already cut down like 20 of them. So. <laughs> So your oxygen level is getting really low. Yeah. 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 The outpost was supposed to go cut one down this weekend, but the roads were bad getting up to the mountains. So Mm. we, Connor and Natalie were in, so we decided to go the day before Thanksgiving while the roads were clear while they were here. Yeah, we got like a 10-foot tree. So Nice. I've seen one of your guys' massive Christmas (laughs) trees in your house. I just think it's the coolest thing. Well, we we just saw a quick vision of one when you yeah. move the ipad around yeah. Yeah. you saw a big tree it was a little blurry but we we got a glimpse it's all the lights that's it's right all the lights, you know it's all the lights well thanks for coming on um we just wanted to bring you on today um as a couple to share how you guys have seen tasted and seen god in your lives recently absolutely just recently in general uh, doesn't have whatever to be, story whatever. stands yeah. out the most you know, the best one <laughs> the best one we only have to pick one no. best god story well i think jamie and i were talking about this uh, as i was driving home and i think in general we did something that was just very unique uh when we were young we were both raised in kentucky our whole family's from the south and we decided we were going to move to wyoming i think we had maybe a thousand bucks in our pocket that's all we had she was pregnant with connor and we drove 1,500 miles away from where we're from. And we took a chance on living in Wyoming. And I believe God was with us every step of the way. And we can mm-hmm. still see the fruit of that uh, in the things that we do today, whether it's at Outpost Christian Church or whether it's at Paradise Valley Christian School. Uh, our boys are all immersed believers. They're married to Christian women. So, I mean, we, we see the fruit of that. And it's, 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 you just, I think I was what, 24, you were 22. Uh, I mean, it's just sort of unheard of, I think, for people to, our parents said, you'll be back, you know, (laughs) you'll come back in a year or two. And we never did, you know, it's, and it's been a, it's been, we miss our family. We miss Kentucky. There's a lot of things that we miss, but, uh, you know, not always having access to family. But one thing it did for us is we had to depend on one another in our marriage. We had, Mm -hmm. this is all we had, you know, and then when Connor came along, that was it. And you all know Connor. That's, that's strike three right there. <laughs> uh, In it deep from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I don't know. I think that is that what you would say? I, I would agree. Um, but even a step further, I think that 
years and years, 40 some odd years ago, there was a connection with family members coming out here and meeting um, some people we know in this area. And all these years later, here we are in the same town and we have done a church plant in this small little Wyoming town all these years later. And, and to see how God has orchestrated that through the years yeah. is pretty amazing when you can look back mm-hmm. and you can just, you can see how he had it just all planned out perfectly. Yeah. So when I was like four years old, my aunt and uncle took a trip to Yellowstone from Kentucky and they were in Douglas, Wyoming, where Outpost is today. And they were at a gas station and they could not find a campground. And there was a rancher who we would become friends with that family years later. And he said, you can camp on a ranch. And uh, later on, they, they became friends. And then my dad uh, found out about this family and he started coming out here and doing cattle drives in June and October. And then uh, uh, when I was 16 or 17, he brought me out here on a camping trip. And then I knew from that day that I wanted to live in Wyoming. And then Jamie and I met, you know, when 19 and 17. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are. It's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. The, the, and now we have a church in Douglas, which is just, I mean, you can't write that script, I don't think. And the fact that we, you know, again, leaving home, um, and taking that huge risk. I mean, we lived in a two-bedroom, one-bath, pink rented house. Uh, we had two dogs. Connor was just being born. Um, we sold one car so that Jamie could stay home with Connor and 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 afford to have a stay-at-home mom. And then I worked, and and it was hard, but it was rewarding. But and then we started going to PV Church, you know. And we met people there and, and we still have very close friends there. And it's just, it's, it's unique to see how God is sort of woven this together, I think. So I have a quick question. So you talked about how um, it was financially a little bit tight um, and you didn't have family. And so you clearly had to depend on the Lord. You didn't have any other options. And so what did that look like? What were some of the things that you did? Um, or struggled with, or how did you learn the hard way to depend on the Lord? I think we talk about that a lot. Um, but just asking for a better idea of what that actually looks like lived out. Depending on the Lord also required us to to depend on each other because we only had each other. We only had God with us. And I think that, I don't know, it just, it it strengthened our relationship where we relied on each other we were each other's, we still are each other's best friend. We prefer to do things together rather than Justin going and doing something with his friends or me going and doing something with my friends. It has created a stronger family unit. And, and our kids have, have become that way. They love being at home. They love just being together, being with us. And I think relying on God strengthened our family relationships. Yeah. I think too. I think we we spared no time in finding a church, and I think uh, yeah. you know we we immediately we visited several churches. Our friends had a church in Douglas. We went there, and then uh, we stumbled upon Paradise Valley Christian Church. Uh, got to know Al Allen, Larry Berlin, and got to know uh, families there: the Faxons, the Wings, uh, different families, and uh, 
Yeah. I mean, Al Allen invited us over to his house for dinner and we were already Christians at the time. We were immersed believers. So we were just looking for a church home. You know, we, I think that was probably in 2000. So that was 23 years ago. And, 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 you know, today, you know, we were there for 20, over 21 years. We, we started Outpost uh, with, you know, the Steele family in September of 2021. I think we had 13 adults and six kids on our first day. And now, you know, just this past Sunday, we had over 35 people in our house. So, I mean, we're getting close to 40 now, just in, you know, about 24 months later. And it's pretty exciting to see how God is growing that church as well. And we're just a house church. We have no plans of building a building or or doing anything like that. It's very unique. So It is very unique. And I appreciate you sharing a little bit about that. What's cool, I think what you guys have done is, you know, typically it's it's a legit church plant, but you felt a calling to stay kind of in your area where you guys lived and start small with a couple families and truly just push on discipleship, bringing family by family and teaching them about Jesus and sharing the gospel. And I think that's very unique. And I think that's super cool because it took you out of your comfort zone, even though you guys, I'm sure were a little bit uncomfortable doing it because you guys have been close with Paradise Valley and you guys are family with Paradise Valley. You went out of your comfort zone to reach people that maybe wouldn't have heard Jesus in the first place. Yeah, I was actually on the way home. I was talking to Casey Schroeder where I was on the phone with him and, and he and I, we talk a lot about ministry, discipleship, almost, you know, two or three days a week. And one of the things I told him that I said, it seems to be working well for, for Outpost, and I think it worked well for, for the apostles, is you have to invite people into your life first. You can't just invite people to church. Nowhere in the Bible does it say, hey, do you want to go to church with me? Uh, hey, would you like to go to church this Sunday? That, that does not exist in Scripture anywhere. But what does exist in Scripture is one-on-one relationships, doing life with people, and letting them see your example and and how that's changed your life. And I want that. Okay, well, let's talk about Jesus. Oh, and by the way, once you become a Christian, I'm going to tell you what church is all about. To me, I think a lot of discipleship plans have it all about church first and then get to know Jesus. To me, I, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of that. I'm a Jesus first. And then the church is for believers, in my opinion. I think that the church is reserved for us. Not that it's there's nothing wrong with inviting people to church, but that seems to be working for Outpost right now. So We love that model, and I think even at North Point, our main goal is discipleship, DNA groups, getting a couple guys together and just walking through the Gospel of Mark and, and studying how Jesus lived his life and trying to imitate exactly how he lived his life. And then we come together on Sundays as just a bonding time to be there, encourage one another, uplift, and just praise Jesus. And I think mm-hmm. I agree 100% with what you said. It should be about friendships. It should be about truly walking through the Bible together and then coming together and worshiping together, but not pushing just just Sunday worship, but pushing discipleship groups. But I think it's awesome. You guys touched a little bit on it as well. This Sunday, I had the opportunity to preach, and I talked about this podcast. And what it's done is we hear story and story and story again, even including your guys' is where We might have been in a hard time or an uncomfortable time, and we look back and we can see Jesus with us every step of the way. We can see God was right Mm -hmm. there with us each and every step of the way. And what you're sharing even so far is exactly that. You guys are here today, and you can look back and see that God was moving 20-some years ago to put you where you're at in this house, this um, 
church that you're doing right now, he had that planned a long time ago, and he was with you to get you to this very moment, discipling the very people you're discipling right now. And it didn't happen right away. Like you didn't move there. And then within a few weeks, this happened. Like a lot of times we forget that, yeah, God had a plan for the Israelites, but sometimes it took 40 years of them in the wilderness or whatnot, different timelines. And just the fact that the timelines exist only because we put on them, we put them on because God is so outside of time. And so the, just the way that he orchestrates things is truly something that we can't ever like fully wrap our minds around. So what, what are you guys praising God for right now? What is something in your life that you're praising God for? I don't know. I, I think it's, you know, uh, I'm at the Christian school now, so it's sort of come full circle. We, we, we go, we go from PV to outpost and then God says, Oh yeah, I still want you to still sort of be at PV too. And, and so, uh, the school is going very well. I, I think I give him the praise and glory for that. We started last year with 67 students and now we're in the mid nineties, just, you know, less than 12 months later and the school's growing. It's, there's a lot of exciting things going on, but I would say also, uh, we're very thankful that we have four healthy boys. We have two great daughter-in-laws that we love. We have a great church that we do life with every day in some capacity. We depend on one another. I don't know. I, I think those are those are the things that come to mind. Jamie can add to this, but one of our favorite preachers is Bob Russell. <laughs> and he said that uh, he learned how spoiled we can become as Christians and life's going good. And then all of a sudden someone has an illness, you know, your son gets sick and you find out he has an autoimmune disorder. And, and then all of a sudden your, your, your job of 17 years comes to a screeching halt because your bosses decide to retire and sell the company. And now all of a sudden you're like, we were spoiled. Hmm. Like we had it good. And now, so what is God doing? How is he trying to amplify and, and prepare you for the next step in your ministry? And I think as husband and wife, I think we, and as other husbands and wives may be listening to this, it's very important to understand that you have a ministry to your family first and yeah. then to everyone that you come in contact with, uh, your oikos, the people that God has put in your life, whether it's the people you see on a daily basis where you work or whether it's the people you come in contact with at the grocery store or wherever. I believe God has put those people in your life. But I think your number one priority is to your family uh, to make sure that they are. Noah got his entire family on the, sh- on the boat. You know, they all got on the boat. His daughter-in-law's got on the boat. His son's got on the boat. And, and, uh, I think as a, as family, we have to make sure that our kids are getting on the boat, you know, the Jesus boat (laughs) and, and, and then it's okay. Where else do you want me to go? Is it, you know, Jamie works in the public school system. I work in the Christian school system. You want to talk about two totally different ministries, uh, but both have their own challenges. You know, I don't know. Is that being spoiled? You feel like we were a little spoiled? <laughs> yeah, I, I really think we have been spoiled. We haven't had a whole lot of uh, trials in our lives that we've gone through. You know, our move here was, it was an adventure. <laughs> and <laughs> and God just provided everything. I was uh, looking in Isaiah and it talks about the God who provides, you know, and, and he did. He has all these years. And still does. I think that's so so awesome that you guys stayed faithful. You mentioned a couple things that you went through 
looking back, I mean, you did, you, like you mentioned, you lost your job and then found this uh, autoimmune disease in one of your sons, but you stayed faithful and God showed you the next route in your life. Even though there's some bumps in the road, we got to stay true. And that was actually this last Sunday, what was all taught was trust like Jesus in, in the good and the bad and the ugly. We got to just trust Jesus and the ups and downs. We just got to trust Jesus. We got to keep following just like Paul did. You know, he had ups and downs. He he followed Jesus. David had ups and downs. He followed Jesus in the good and the bad. We just got to trust like Jesus. We got to pursue, pursue Jesus and stay faithful to him, whether yeah. it's good, good times, or whether it's hard times. We're just called yeah. to ask that question, where do you want me next? And I appreciate you guys and your testimony of sharing that because that's what you did. I mean, you had some rough patches, but you said, all right, what's next? Let's keep going. And God placed you exactly where you need to be right now. And even though he was working 20 years ago, he got you right in this moment to disciple the people that you're discipling, but also teaching the kids that you are and ministering, like you said, to your family as well. So as you guys have been talking, I mean, we've all been talking, but I feel like I'm in my own little world over here thinking about what I'm going to say next. (laughs) Um, I've just been thinking about if there's listeners who are hearing this and we are constantly, every episode, encouraging them, you know, stay true in the downs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just thinking about, okay, well, why would I want to do that? How how can I do that? And I think ultimately the only reason that, or the only way that you can stay faithful through the hardships in life, because there's insanely hard things that we go through in this life. And I think the only way that we're going to do that is when we come to the end of ourselves. When we come to the end of ourselves and realize it's not about me, which is like super hard. But when we come to the ends of ourselves, that's when we meet Jesus. And that's when we see the only one who can carry us through and the only one who can bring truly good things in our lives and who can truly bring the peace and the joy. And so when we're going through these things, when we realize it's not about us, it's about the kingdom and it's about the Lord. And that sounds like a terrible, like, why would you want to say it's not about me? Like that sound, why would anybody want that? We want it to be about us. But until you've experienced it and realizing that the end of ourselves is actually where we're going to be the most fulfilled, like there's no words that I can say to describe it, but that's how we were made. We were made to depend fully on the Lord and to come to the end of ourselves. So that way, when these trials do come, um, when we lose our job, when, when sickness comes, we get to still experience the peace and the joy and move forward because we're actually a part of a kingdom that's about everybody not just us. It's about all of, all of the people that God wants drawn back to him. Absolutely. And, and through those trials, through those um, hard times, when people see that in us and they see that we fully rely on God, you go to James and you look in James and it talks about trials and how it makes your faith stronger. People see that. So through those trials, through those hard times, people, people can see your testimony, your faith, your reliance on God, how, how it's not about me. It's about yeah. only God. Yeah, I like to think of Paul, the Apostle Paul, when he was blinded on the road to Damascus. You're talking about a man who had everything in life he thought going for him. He had power, prestige, wealth, um, status. He was on the corporate ladder, right? Everything was going well, and, and God takes away his sight for a little while, and he puts him in a very vulnerable position. He's in the home of his once enemy. Ananias is now going to be the guy who's going to baptize him. And and I get to thinking about that. I'm like, you know, that's like you said, Lauren, it, it, 
we, we got to come to the end of ourselves. And I think at that moment, Paul came to the end of himself. Yeah. Like he, here he is, he is at, he is at the mercy of Christian people. Now he's at the mercy, he's in the hands of God and he can't see. And he, he's just asking what, you know, and, and God is saying, I'm going to show you how much you're going to suffer. You know, that's what it actually says. And, you know, I'm like, man, that's good luck with that. You know, that's going to be rough, you know, and it was, but look at, God used that moment to magnify and amplify his ministry. And, um, you know, God was using Paul even before uh, he became, you know, when he was Saul, he was using Saul before because uh, the church was not growing. So Saul Mm. persecuted and then the church starts to grow. So he starts dragging people out of their homes and now all of a sudden the church starts to grow. And then he uses him after uh, his conversion, obviously in a more powerful way. But he needed the church to grow. And Peter and James and the guys, they were just hanging out in Jerusalem. They didn't want to leave. So now we're going to persecute them. We're going to split them up. And now the church starts to grow through persecution because of Saul. And then, you know, this, you know, we all know the rest of the story, but I don't know. I see that God works in valleys. Yeah. Well, and it it brought Paul to that situation that he says, it's no longer me that's living in me. It's Christ that's living in me. (laughs) And he needed to get to that situation that literally brought him down to his knees. It wasn't Mm -hmm. him. It was not him at that moment. It's now Christ. And that was the reason he was able to do everything. God uses whatever he wants to further his kingdom. And he's going to, it's going to win every time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're on a crazy fun ride, but we're called to stay true, to trust. And I appreciate you guys coming on, sharing your story. I appreciate you sharing your testimony of what you guys can kind of been through and where you're at. Because once again, you were able to look back and see God moving each and every step of the way. You guys were staying faithful and trusting God in the good and the bad, which led you to exactly where he wants you to be right now, discipling people you're discipling and teaching children about Jesus where you're at. So once again, thank you. Thank you for coming on and sharing that. Thank you guys. All right. We'll be back next time. Deuces. Deuces.